Consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Be sure to check out our cruise news at cruiseradio.net. On this show, we'll get a review of the Disney Fantasy from listener Dr. Chris Lapine Christensen. Also a review of the 2013 Blitz, but how do you say that? It's Berlitz. Berlitz Cruise Ship App by travel agent and co-founder of Cruise Chat, Simon Duval. But first, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is here. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. Hey, Norwegian Cruise Line's stock went public last week and traded for $19, closed near $25. Are they off to a good start? Well, actually, uh, they're about 27 and a half now, so oh. it's about a 47% increase. But, you know, let's, let's take a step back. Uh, it's, it's great for them. The glass ceiling uh, has now been shattered, and, uh, you know, they've got the monkey off their back. But understand that it's only 12% of the company. It's, it's, it's a very small amount of the company that is, you know, being traded on the public. And it's kind of like, um, well, you know, there's a lot of nostalgia being traded right now. You know, this is not, these are not investors that are, are trading the stock. It's nostalgia in the sense that it's kind of like if you wanted a, your favorite football team were the Green Bay Packers and you just had an opportunity to get a little bit, of, a little, little piece of the cheese. And that, that's what's going on here. They went public to pay off some debt, right? They're, they're using a large portion of the money that they raised uh, to pay down uh, some of their uh, high, you know, high uh, interest uh, debt. Uh, I mean, they, they do carry twice the amount of debt that Carnival and Royal Caribbean carry, uh, which, you know, is always, you know, which has really kind of kept the, the investors uh, at bay. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's, I mean, it's as good a time now as, as any to, to begin the process. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 like I said, it's, it's really a, a good thing for them and, and for the industry. How are the other cruise line stocks doing? Uh, Carnival and Royal Caribbean are, you know, are doing well. Uh, Carnival uh, closed just under 39, and Royal is just under uh, 38. And, uh, you know, they're trading normally uh, in the normal amounts. But, uh, you know, they just certainly don't have, uh, you know, there's, there's much more in the marketplace than NCL is 12%. Speaking of Norwegian, uh, under 100 days until we see Norwegian Breakaway, huh? Yeah, it should be pretty exciting. Uh, they're uh, newest of uh, you know their ships uh, be debuting uh, on a transatlantic uh, sailing from Southampton to New York uh, before she begins her uh, Florida, Bahamas, and Bermuda sailings. Very well, then. Princess Cruises announced two preview cruises for Royal Princess. Uh, will these be high demand? Well, these are two two-night sailings. And uh, with a stop in St. Peter Port, which is on, on an island just south of England in the English Channel, uh, it just, uh, you know, I guess they came up with a couple of opportunities that they wanted to get uh, some people. But the, these are, you know, two two-night sailings. You're not going to see people flying from the United States over yeah. to London to catch a, a two-night cruise. Yeah, I saw the prices were pretty, uh, pretty low, like starting like 500 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Not bad. Carnival Destiny axed a couple of ports because of propulsion problems this week. Now, what happened, and when does Carnival Destiny go in to become Carnival Sunshine? Well, Doug, it's uh, it's a good question. Unfortunately, Carnival Destiny has had uh, quite a string of propulsion issues during her uh, tenure since uh, yeah. she debuted in uh, 1996. Uh, in this case, uh, what, what, what just happened, unfortunately, kind of freakish, was uh, you know the, the propulsion issues were with the... Um, 
the bow and stern thrusters, not not the actual movement of of the ship. And because of that, uh, they they had to go to ports that had tugboats available. So the the ports of Grand Turk and Half Moon K were axed for uh, Key West and Freeport, where tugs are available. And uh, and you know, for the inconvenience, they they, they are going to give a fifty dollar per person shipboard credit. But since she's in Freeport, she'll probably get propulsion fixed too. Obviously, right? Well, they'll, they'll do some work, but yeah. I don't know if they've they've said that uh, exactly when they're going to do the the work on the ship. MSC Cruises retired MSC Melody, kind of long overdue, wasn't it? This ship was really only seeing limited service, and it was not something that uh, you know was really being promoted toward North Americans. So we never really heard of her. But uh, yeah, she's she's overdue, and uh, it's a good thing to. Uh, you know, she'll move on to greener pastures. Looks like Princess Cruise has added some South Pacific and South America voyages. Pretty uh, standard, right? Well, I mean, what they're doing, Doug, is they're actually adding a second ship to South America. And uh, we can talk about maybe one of the reasons why in a moment. But uh, they're going to be planning. Uh, they're going to be cutting uh, Crown Princess's sailings uh, short for the Caribbean for uh, 2014. And she's going to do a 49-day uh, South America sailing where she's going to go all the way around, um, you know, up, you know, uh, around South America and up to Los Angeles. Oh. And then Princess, uh, you know, today announced that uh, they're going to be um, really uh, jumping into the uh, Japan market in a big way by um, bringing in Diamond Princess along with Sun Princess. So, I mean, I believe they're going to have you know, close to uh, 100,000 berths for the season, which is just unbelievable. For uh, Japan? For, for Japan. Oh, wow. When does Celebrity Solstice leave Australia to head to Alaska? Celebrity Solstice will be uh, making her Alaska debut this season in 2013. And uh, by looking at her current pricing, which is uh, over $1,000 to start, uh, she's doing very well. Wow, very good. Windstar Cruises just completed their fleet-wide refurb, and uh, you recently sailed. What'd you think? Well, I'll, I'll tell you. You know, after 24 years, I can't tell you how many opportunities I had to sail in Windstar. I just thought I'd be bored out of my mind. Uh, you know, the the seas. You know, the you know how how well could these um, boats handle? You know, handle rough seas, and you know, it's just you know maybe it just wasn't for me. But I will tell you. Um, I was on windsurf. The ship was phenomenal. All three ships have been done. So they've got the three ships, you know, either 150 up to 300 passengers. And it is an outrageously incredible experience. Uh, the, ship's, the ship was in incredible condition, and it really is, you know, with the new, the new uh, owners, they've really transformed the thought process uh, that, uh, I mean, they are yachts. They are floating yachts and provide a yacht-like experience. The food is amazing. The uh, the service was was terrific, and you don't have to get dressed up, which was which was you know really nice for a lot of people. And it was amazing to see how many people were just lounging around the ship, getting to know each other. You know, in Martinique, for example, instead of pulling into Fort France, where the big ships go, they pulled into Le Marin, and they have bikes that you can take off the ship and cool. you know, bike around the towns. And it's just a it's a whole it's a whole different experience. We saw one of the Windstar ships in Croatia when we were yeah, over there, in Dubrovnik. Right on, uh, when we were in uh, Dubrovnik, we saw one. And as you notice, we had to go from the other side of uh, Dubrovnik over to uh, you know, to the old city while they were right there. Yeah, definitely. They had like access right in there. Um, we do have a listener question here before you hop, Stuart. It says, um, has Norwegian released any shareholder perks yet? And the answer is no. Okay. There, there just aren't enough uh, you know, shares outstanding. 
and uh, with their uh, current ongoing uh, 14-month indefinite sales, uh, I mean they're offering uh, you know pretty much enough discounts. But uh, like I said, this is this is nostalgia. As far as you want a little piece of them, it's it's not much. Right on, right on. Thank you, Stuart. All right. This is Cruise Radio. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. It's not just a good idea to have travel insurance during the winter months or hurricane season. Every travel agent or travel expert we talk to says it is a very smart idea to always travel with travel insurance. That's why you should check the folks out at TripInsurance.com. They have exclusive products from the leading travel insurers that you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, they are the low-cost leader in travel insurance with savings up to 40% or more when you compare similar coverage from other sources. What plan do you want to go with? Good, better, or better? They have coverage in all three categories that make it easy to find the right insurance plan for your budget. You know what defines great customer service? Actually being able to talk to a human being. And they do that at TripInsurance.com. They are committed to great customer service with 24-7 telephone support before, during, and after your trip. You can also file claims online right on their website. And they keep you posted of any travel alerts that could affect your travels or safety at your destination. Check them out right now. TripInsurance.com. Stream us worldwide on our free iPhone app. Just search Cruise Radio Live in your app store. We've had him on before and happy to have him back. Listener, Dr. Chris Lapine Christensen. Welcome back to Cruise Radio. Thank you. Dr. Chris, um, if I may call you Dr. Chris. Chris is fine. He's like, yeah, don't call me that. Um, <laughs> Chris, so you just took a seven-night sailing out of Port Canaveral aboard Disney Fantasy and uh, I think this is interesting. You mentioned that you uh, got to take advantage of your travel insurance because you had a bit of an incident which interrupted your pre-cruise stay at Disney World, but it didn't fortunately interrupt your cruise. Tell us about that. Yes, it was. I was actually already tr- checked in for my flights. I already had the bags partially packed, and I had one of those weird pains that you can't quite explain in the abdomen. So I went to urgent care thinking they'd just say take an aspirin and ignore it. It's nothing. And I knew I was wrong when several of the healthcare practitioners said, you made a good choice coming in. Nothing we can do for you, but we really encourage you to go to the emergency room. Huh. Uh-oh. Like, oh, great. And so I went to the emergency room and I ended up having appendicitis. Wow. So that night, 10 hours before our flight was to take off, I ended up having my appendix removed. So let's Man. just say I didn't make the flight. When was the surgery? How, how many days before the cruise? This was the night before. So we were supposed to leave at 6.15 a.m. on a Monday morning. And this was the surgery was about 8 o'clock the night before. Where do you live, by the way? I'm in San Diego area. And you were able to fly out and make the the boarding? Yeah. Pre-surgery, he said, "Eh, I give you, you could probably go out on Thursday. You won't be able to do Disney World, but you'll be able to do the cruise. You can make the cruise. Well, awesome. And then I was uh, discharged the following morning. He said, you can leave anytime you want. 
So that's where having a travel agent help because I set her on the task of making all the changes. The only thing I had to deal with was the airfare because I had booked that on my own. We got two days at Disney World instead of four. So better than nothing, but would have enjoyed more time. So you leave Disney World, you get to Port Canaveral to Disney Fantasy. How was the embarkation process? It was really good. We used, uh, thankfully used Disney transfers. And the reason I say thankfully is I was limited to lifting nothing more than 20 pounds. And so luggage would have been problematic. But Disney has not only takes your luggage to your hotel, but they pick it up from your room um, the morning of embarkation. And it is uh, trucked down to the port separately from you on the bus. So all I needed to wheel was my carry-on luggage, so that worked really well. They had cartoons and other ABC, Disney-affiliated programming, which kept the little one occupied, and about an hour later, we were at the port. So the last time we talked to you, you were talking about Holland America's MS Mazdam, a really small ship. This time, you're on a really big ship, the Disney Fantasy. What were your first impressions of this ship? It's a gorgeous ship. The one thing I had been on three of the four Disney ships, and one thing I can always say is I'm always in awe when I see a Disney ship. Just that classic overall design of the exterior and interior is is jaw-dropping. Well, speaking of the inside spaces, what were your impressions of the public areas aboard the ship? They're very nice. I was actually surprised at how well they modeled the new ships after the classic ships. It still has that distinct, this is the adult area, this is the family area, you know, this is the kid area. Um, Plenty of bars, some really neat bars. One of the um, nicest ones was called the Skyline Lounge, and they have these high-res TVs that are modeled to look like windows. So I think they have Uh, somewhere between 8 and 12 different skylines that change every 15 minutes. So at one point, you're looking over London. A few minutes later, you're looking over Paris. Uh, I think maybe Morocco may be in there. I'm not sure of all the cities. But they have a signature drink that goes along with each of the cities as well. How about the outdoor areas like the aqueduct and all that? I had heard complaints that the pools were small, and they definitely felt a little crowded, but not as bad as I would have thought from what I had read. What's different is the pools are right next to each other, where on the classic ships, they're separated by a structure. I think it feels more crowded just because you see more people from each pool than in the old ships. What's nice is they have splash areas for the kids. They have one for the littler kids and one for the um, not-so-little kids. So I think they disperse the people quite well and... Well, it took some coaxing to get my son on the aqueduct. Um, once he got on it, he never wanted to get off it. The trick is to go at 9.30 at night after the shows, uh-huh. and then there's no wait. Good. So you've explored the ship a bit and checked it all yeah. out, and you're finally able to make it into your staterooms. What did you think? Uh, staterooms were nice. Disney has some of the larger staterooms, although, to be honest, it wasn't any larger than the stateroom we had on the Mazdam. It's about equivalent size. We did an interior because we knew from past Disney cruises we wouldn't spend a lot of time in the cabin. Uh, We had a veranda last time and really didn't get a lot of use out of it. Um, There's just so much to do on Disney ships. Um, We had one of those magic portholes, so every 15 minutes or so we'd have some Disney character appear on the window for a brief moment and then disappear. Right. But, uh, you know, it gave a, it basically, if you turn to channel three on the TV, you get that bridge cam view. Mm -hmm. That's the view that they're using for the fake window. That's cool. 
But yeah, unlike a normal window, you do have an on-off switch, so you can really keep it dark if you want to. Nice. What did you think about the dining, uh, not just at dinner, but uh, throughout the whole cruise? Uh, Disney is, again, a little different. We've uh, Our last three cruises were on Holland America, where we took advantage of the anytime dining, our flexible dining. So this was the first time in a while where we had a fixed seating, fixed time dinner. And you also rotate through three different restaurants, so you have a different restaurant each night. How is that rotating through the through the whole ship with the restaurants? You know, I like it because you get the same service people, the assistant waiter, head waiter, uh, main server, but you get to experience a different menu and a different um, ambiance each night. So I really liked it because each restaurant offered something different. What Disney's known for is their entertainment. Talk to us about that. I think that's the one thing I really appreciate about Disney over the other lines. I like entertainment on all the ships, don't get me wrong. But Disney, I would say outside of maybe Carnival with their new Hasbro game shows and whatnot, really caters to family entertainment. They have adult-only entertainment, which is hilarious as well. But my son is not interested in the Broadway-style Las Vegas review-type shows. So with the Disney characters and the high-quality production numbers, he's able to be entertained at a child level as well as the adults are able to be entertained. Any other cool features? They have uh, first-run movies, which is also another plus. So if it's a Disney-affiliated movie, it shows on the ship the day it airs out in the normal public. Um, so you have first run movies, not only in the theater, they have a full fledged theater. I think it holds like 500 people, but they also have, um, on demand movies in your stateroom that are included in the price of the cruise and their, um, big screen TV over the pool is the clearest big screen I've seen anywhere. Tell us about the ports. Uh, ports, I'm, I'll tell you, I'm actually more fond of Eastern over the Western itinerary, but we were on a Western. It worked better with our schedule. Um, and we were eager to do Grand Cayman again. Um, so we had Grand Cayman, Costa Maya, Mexico, Cozumel, Mexico, and then Castaway Key. All were short port stops. That was the only downside. We had maybe six hours in uh, Grand Cayman and about the same in Costa Maya, if not less. I think we didn't get in to Costa Maya until about 12, and we had to be back on board at 5.30. So they were a little tight on those two ports. But um, we did Stingray City through Disney, and then in Costa Maya, we did the Mayan Ruins, which is about an hour bus ride to get there. You spend a couple hours at the ruins and then another hour bus ride back. So it takes up pretty much your whole port time. And then in Cozumel, we did the Atlantis Submarine. And then Castaway Key, their private island was just a fun beach day. You know, it's nice being able to be docked at the island and not have to tender back and forth. And they had towel drops on the island, so you didn't have to lug your sandy or wet towel with you. And they, you know, provide soft drinks. It's included in your fare on the island, and they have a pretty decent lunch provided. They even have the kids' club in operation on the island as well. Do you have any first-timer tips? Um, get to know your wave phone. That's the cordless phone that they provide in every cabin. You get two of them, so you can not only text your cabin mate, but you can call them. And they're also the way the clubs get in touch with you should your child want to be picked up early. Out of San Diego, listener Dr. Chris Lapine Christensen. As always, a pleasure. Thanks for the info. You're welcome. Cruise Radio News, now trending at cruiseradio.net.
Happy to have our next guest, travel agent and co-host of Cruise Chat on Twitter. That's where you can find it. Simon Duval, welcome to Cruise Radio. I should say welcome back. Hey, guys. Good to be here. Hey, man. It's been a while. Yes, it has. I equate myself like a woman is to shoes. I am to apps. I am an app whore. I love apps. And uh, I have not yet checked this one out fully. I uh, just was kind of breezing through it uh, a moment ago. But you can tell us all about it, that Berlitz, which is known for travel and education guides, uh, publishings, uh, they've put out an app, or one of their subsidiary companies, I guess, has put out this app entitled Cruise Ships 2013. Is that correct? Correct. That's the uh, name of it? Yes. It's basically the text of the Berlitz Cruise Ships 2013 guidebook in app form. It uh, appears to be just about everything from the book. It's nine ninety nine, and the question is, is it worth it? And we're going to want to talk all about the app and then let the listener decide if it's really worth it. But um, it seems like it's chock full of great information if you're trying to decide what ship you want to sail and find out more about the ship you are planning on sailing. Exactly. It's a lot of useful information. As I say, it seems to be the entire text of the book, which I'm sure is priced higher than nine ninety nine if you were to buy it in you know, in a paper, paper book. Right. I, and, and it's, it's a great app. Don't get me wrong. We'll, we will talk about it. It just, it's, it's hard to see the 999 price point for the average consumer. A travel agent might, may find a little more value in it as I did, but for the average consumer to pay 999 for the app is, it's a little, it's a little pricey, I think. Well, talk to us about the app. What all does it include? What does it have? Give, give us the details. Uh, it was written, the book was written by Douglas Ward, who proclaims himself the world's foremost expert in cruising. So comes comes uh. from someone who's obviously very knowledgeable about cruising. It's got the in- index of every major ocean-going cruise ship, uh, both for major and minor cruise lines. It doesn't include river cruising, which I think is an oversight, because uh, that's sometimes where you would need the most help is deciding between the ships of Viking and Ama and Talk, because there's a lot of river cruise ships out there. So I think that's an oversight. It's only ocean-going cruise ships. Uh, it gives each ship a star rating. There's photos. There's an overview, a ship description of each ship, the review of the accommodations and cuisine, the entertainment, you know, the spa, that, that kind of thing. breaks down what the Berlitz star rating means, what categories it's um, based on. There's frequently asked questions for cruisers and practical information about cruising it's a lot of information. It's well laid out. It's a universal app. It's good in both iPad and iPhone. The iPhone version is a bit um, cramped just because of the screen size of the right. iPhone. Is you know, it's not information doesn't present as well. But on the iPad, it's a beautiful app. It's easy yeah. to navigate. It's well well laid out. You you can adjust the text size, you know, to make it easier to read. There's a lot of good stuff in it. Speaking of the visuals of the app. Are there 360 uh, photos, th- uh, what do you call them, 360 views of the of rooms and the ships and whatnot? No, no just Is there any video, no, no, uh, no deck cams, no, live just, webcams? No, one or two photos for each ship and a little sketch of like a line, line art drawing of each ship. Because so. Costa has their app and it, it includes uh, the live web, uh, live ship cam. Yeah, um, from no. certain, yeah, from that, certain... Would, that would be nice. Some links to that kind of stuff would be, would be good, or the 360-degree tours. But no, this is just the content of the book. That's the it's word I was looking for, tours. In an, in an app. But yeah, it sounds very, very thorough. And like you said, it may be aimed more towards a travel agent than a regular consumer. Yeah, it just, as a travel agent, I 
find a hard hard time believing that a cruiser would be able to choose their cruise from this app, you know, and just based solely on the ship. I mean, there's so much more goes into, um, you know, choosing a cruise than just the cruise ship. You have to consider itinerary. Yeah. And the cruise line overall, there's just, I mean, literally one paragraph for each for each of the cruise lines. So it's nice for what it is. It just seems insufficient and... I'm not sure what value it is to the average consumer. I don't know what kind of star rating system you prefer, but how would you rate it? Like uh, out of, let's say, five stars, I guess. Over, uh, overall, just a general overall rating, would you say? I, it, three, three stars. As again, it's a great app. It's great information. It's presented well. It's just the price, the price is high, and I'm not sure how useful the information would be to the average, average person. You can find it by searching Berlitz. That's B-E-R-L-I-T-Z. Correct. Cruise Ships 2013. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll also put a link on it in the show notes as well. Travel agent and co-host of Cruise Chat found on Twitter. Simon Duvall, always a pleasure. Likewise. Thank you, guys. All right, that's going to do it. Don't forget, we have an app, which is now free for your iPhone users. Still only 99 cents for the Droid users. And don't forget about our daily cruise news updates. You can get all the cruise news in your inbox daily. Go to cruiseradio.net and just put your email in. From the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio. I'm your announcer.